Hi, I'm your host, Rosen Kamau, a certified nutrition coach with a background in psychology. Here on Hey Sugar Podcast, you will learn how to live a healthy and sustainable lifestyle without dieting. I'll be teaching you practical tips that you can incorporate in your unique lifestyle. I am going to help you break any dieting mindset traps and show you that a healthy and sustainable lifestyle is doable. I'm going to keep it simple and I'm going to keep it real. Now, you see, I was once overweight, I was once medically obese and had a diagnosis of high cholesterol. I've been able to keep my weight off and keep my cholesterol numbers to a healthy range for over the past 15 years. So if you're ready to change your life for good and create a healthy and sustainable lifestyle for yourself, then this is for you. Let's go. Hey Sugar, today I have a really exciting show for you because today we're going to be talking about my top 10 dieting mistakes that I see women making as they are looking to create this healthy and sustainable lifestyle. So we're going to dive right into it. Mistake number one that I see a lot of women making is they have this unrealistic expectation. Now for sustainable fat loss, the goal is to lose 0.5 to 1 kilo per week or one to two pounds a week. That is the most realistic way, most sustainable way for you to lose weight. And so the one thing that I want you to recognize is if you're looking to lose a lot of weight, the first question you want to ask yourself is, how long have I carried this weight for? How many months, how many years have I carried this extra weight for? Now, then I want you to reverse engineer that and then begin to say, okay, if it's taken me a year to gain, say, 10 kilos, then I want you to give yourself enough time, realistic time for you to lose that weight. Because the more you create these unrealistic expectations of wanting to lose weight very quickly, what's going to happen is you're going to cause yourself to start taking on unrealistic measures, start looking for restrictive ways to lose this weight quickly. And so instead, what I want you to do is to have a realistic expectation on how to lose that weight. Now, if you do not love your body the way it is, I encourage you to start loving your body exactly the way it is. And as you're loving your body, you are working towards losing that weight in a sustainable way. So it's important for you to set and to set realistic expectations when it comes to your overall sustainable weight loss. The second thing that I have seen a lot of women make mistakes on is you are eating too many of the healthy foods. Now, I know there was a time when there was this whole fad on, you know, high fat diets. Let's switch out the wheat meals, the wheat products and start incorporating uh, high fat meals like almond flour, coconut flour. And so what happens is it's sort of like there's this sort of expectation or there's this psychological reasoning where you're sort of thinking, well, because it's healthy, I can eat a lot of it. And so you find yourself overeating those healthy foods. It could be things like avocado, which are very high in fat. It could be things like the almond flour, the coconut flour, or it could be things like nuts, which also tend to be very high in fat. So it's this whole aspect of making sure that you're still eating enough calories, but you're not overeating even on the healthy foods. Because what I want you to recognize is the way the body loses weight is it's all about the caloric intake that you're bringing in. And a calorie is a calorie. In as much as the quality of calories matters or where, it, the, 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 where your, calories, your calories are coming from, that matters. It's really important for you to notice and it's really important for you to note 
that the fact that the food is healthy does not mean you should overeat it. So you still want to eat those foods, but eat them in moderation. The third mistake that I see women doing is drinking too many calories. So you know how you go into this uh, fast food restaurants and you buy the frappuccinos or you get extra juices or you get uh, your adding sugary drinks to your uh, wines or beers or whatever you're drinking. So you find yourself over consuming too many calories that are coming in the form of liquids. So I want you to start noticing and start looking at where are my calories coming from? If they're coming from two of those too many drinks that you're uh, bringing in, that could slow you down and that may slow down uh, your fat loss goals. So begin to notice where are my calories coming from? And if they're coming, especially from drinks, if you drink maybe too much wine, too many juices, too many sodas, too many of the cool frappuccino drinks that we get from our favorite restaurant, that could be slowing you down. Mistake number four that I see a lot of women making is being impatient. Being impatient. So you actually find yourself Maybe you rely on a skill. Now, I'm one of those people who hates the skill. And my mantra is ditch the skill, embrace the tape, embrace the way your clothes fit. And so for a lot of people, if especially you have a propensity to want to rely on a skill, you may think that when you step on a skill throughout the day, you're gaining weight. But one thing I want you to recognize is... The scale does not determine everything. The scale does not necessarily show what else is happening on the inside. And so what I want you to do, if you rely on a scale and you have a good relationship with the scale, take or use the scale the same time every day, preferably early in the morning, right after you wake up, You've emptied your bowels, you've emptied your pee, and so you step on the scale, and preferably the same time, you're going to be able to have a, a sort of like an average because you're taking it at the same time. It's also important to recognize that if you're one of those that relies on the scale, your weight is going to fluctuate minute by minute, minute by minute, hour by hour throughout the day. And that's going to be a result of the foods that you've eaten, the water that you've drunk, uh, if there's sodium in the food, if there's sugar in the food. So your weight throughout the day is going to fluctuate as a result of adding on these foods that you're eating. And that is normal. That's normal. So I want you to recognize that you may be losing the weight, but maybe you're relying on the scale. And so a good measure is to notice how your clothes fit. Do your pants fit a little bit looser? Are you noticing that when you put on that belt, you're able to um, move up in the holes of the belt? Are you noticing that, oh my goodness, you're zipping things up much more easier? That's a good measure. That's a good indicator that your weight is moving in the right direction. So I encourage you to be patient as you are, move, as you are losing that weight. The fifth mistake that I see a lot of women making is you're not drinking enough water just not hydrating enough. Now, one of the biggest secrets to weight loss is actually drinking enough water. So the best way that I like to look at this is you want to take your weight. If it is in kilos, take your weight in kilos, divide that by 30. And that's the amount of liters you should be drinking per day. It's going to fluctuate if, let's say, you are working out. So you should drink more if you're, let's say, going to the gym, you are exercising more. The more you're active, the more you're going to need to increase that water intake. If you calculate by pounds, take your weight in pounds, divide that by two, and that's the amount of water you should be drinking in ounces. And so it's important that you're trying to get and hit that minimum 
amount of hydration coming specifically from water because the more water you're going to be drinking, the more it's going to help with your weight loss. So drink more water to help with your weight loss. The next mistake that I see a lot of women making is doing the same routine over and over and over. If it's the exercises, they are the same. If it is the food, it's kind of the same. But specifically, let's talk about movement or exercise. The biggest thing you want to do is you really want to be able to shift things around because if you do the same thing over and over and over, what you're going to find yourself find yourself happening is your body is going to come to a space of adaptation. So your body is going to adapt and it's going to get used to the exercises that you're doing. And so it's important that you're beginning to incorporate different types of movement. It's important that you're you're adapting and you're doing different things. It could be you're incorporating strength training. It could be if you're doing all heat type exercises, could you start walking? So it's important that you are doing a variety of different things. If it's about strength training, are you increasing the amount of weights that you're incorporating so that you're not repeating or doing the same thing over and over and over? When you do this, what is happening is you're allowing your body to go into some form of good stress. And what happens is, especially if you're increasing your strength and your weight training, what happens is you're beginning to break down your lean muscle mass. As you break down that lean muscle mass, and as you're hydrating and as you're eating proper foods, you're building up more lean muscle mass. And so it's important, especially for us women, it's important for you as a woman to build that lean muscle mass because lean muscle mass is going to be the best dial mover for your overall weight loss fat loss specifically. So it's important that you are vary, you're varying the type of movement that you're doing. The next thing that I want you to consider is back into the movement is you're not lifting enough. You're not lifting enough. Now, strength training. Now, when you think about it, even before I go into strength training, when you think about it, our bodies were meant to move. When you think about the way our ancestors lived, they used a lot of manual labor. So our bodies were meant to be moving. Our bodies were meant to be working. And we are sort of genetically predisposed to be in a state of motion and in a state of movement. But the Western lifestyle has hijacked all that. So we find ourselves sitting down more. We're using our cars rather than walking more. We're using elevators rather than using our legs to climb up the stairs. So there's a lot of things that we are not doing or using. And this is causing us to lose that lean muscle mass. And so the best way to compensate that is to either increase that form of movement or if you're going to the gym, consider lifting weights. Consider doing this functional movement, things like squats, lunges, you're doing deadlifts, you're doing shoulder presses. These things are going to help increase your lean muscle mass. And the more lean muscle mass that you have, what's going to happen is, this is the thing with strength training. What's great about strength training is not only do you lose fat when you're training, you build muscle, but even after you finish your strength training, you're going to notice that your body is actually burning fat after your workout. It's what's known as the afterburn effect. So after your workout, even while you're sleeping, your body continues to burn fat as a result of strength training. Now, cardio is slightly different because cardio, when you're running, the good thing with cardio, and it's great and I want you to incorporate it, it's great because as you're running, you actually, it helps you tap into fat loss right as you're doing the exercises. But as soon as you stop running, you stop burning 
and you're fat. Now, the difference with strength training, and this is why I love strength training so much, is you're able to lose fat not just while working out, but even long after, long after you've done with the exercises. And this is going to be one of the best things that can help you. And so a lot of people who are doing strength training can, can feel a little bit of, you know, impatience because you're not losing that weight quickly. You might feel like, okay, I want to go back and just do cardio alone. It's okay. You can incorporate both. Heat training is one of those that I actually love. So you can incorporate both because you're incorporating cardio and strength training. But if you're not lifting enough, this could be one reason why you're noticing that you are not losing enough weight. The next one is stress. Now, the one thing I want you to recognize is lifestyle and our lifestyle choices are also going to affect our hormones. And so whenever you find that you're being stressed, stressed because of lifestyle, your body's going to release a hormone known as cortisol. And now anytime your cortisol goes up, another hormone in our body known as ghrelin, which is a hunger hormone, also tends to go up. And when that happens, a cascade of things starts rolling out. You find yourself craving salts. You find yourself craving sugars. You find yourself craving the fatty foods. And usually these are not the so good foods. These are things like chips, things like ice cream, things like cake as a result of feeling stress. And so when you find that you're overwhelmed, and especially the women who are out there who tend to be overwhelmed, whether it's with your career, with your kids, um, with your family, you're juggling all these things, stress definitely spikes up. And so anytime you notice that your stress is going up and you notice you have a propensity to want to jump to eat the sugary foods, the salty foods, um, the foods that are going to help you sort of, you're feeling like you want to come, first understand there's that hormonal lifestyle Thing that is going on. So the lifestyle, the stress then causes your hormones to go up, which then causes you to feel like you need to be eating these things and to eat the, the unhealthy foods. And usually they're mostly processed foods. So it's important for you to notice if that is you, what are some other things you could do? Number one, to distress. You have to first decide for yourself, girl, you got to distress. That is critical. It's important for you to like, I got to distress. I have to work on distress in my body. And a couple of things you could do without using food for distress stressing, take deep breaths. That is one instantaneous thing that you can do. It's just taking that, those deeper breaths in the heat of an argument, in the heat of feeling like your emotions are elevated. It's a good way to sort of reset your nervous system. So taking five deeper breaths, just going back into your office, locking yourself up in a room is going to help reset your nervous system. The next thing you could do is go for a long walk. I love doing those walks when I'm feeling stressed. Or you can even turn on some music. I personally love turning on music, which helps me calm myself down. So I encourage you to do those things, especially when you notice yourself getting stressed. The other thing that I want you to recognize, which is a big mistake that a lot of women um, do, is not sleeping enough. Not sleeping enough. Now, I know some of you are going to come at me and say, Roseanne, I have a little baby and my babies are just not sleeping. Now, I'm not talking about that because that's a season that you're in and that's going to be a short season because after that season, once you get your baby into a routine, you really need to get back into sort of focusing on yourself and taking care of yourself. So it's really this whole element of us not sleeping enough. Some studies show anywhere from six to nine hours that you should be sleeping every single night of deep sleep going into that REM sleep because the same thing happens when you do not sleep 
that hormone known as ghrelin is going to raise up. Your cortisol level is also going to raise up because your body perceives lack of sleep as a form of stress. And when that happens, you're during the day as you're going to work, as you, whether you're taking care of the kids, whether you're in the office, because you're so tired, your brain is now beginning to suggest to you, okay, what are some things we can do to help us distress? And then the brain is going to suggest, you know, one of the things that really helps Let's get those cookies. You know, something that really helps is get some ice cream. You know what really helps is get the mandazi. The foods that are going to make you feel good quickly. Notice what they are. Salt, sugar, fats. These are foods that tend to be very low in cal- uh, very high in calories, yet very low in nutrients. And so if you find yourself stressed, if you find yourself not sleeping enough, you'll notice that you might be overeating these foods. And the more you overeat these foods, you're going to notice that specifically excess fat uh, beginning to come in. So it's important for you to notice, hey, if I'm not sleeping enough, what can you do? Try and shoot for, at least begin to increase one hour every single week. Increase that sleep until you find what's optimal for you, where you're waking up in the morning and you're fully rejuvenated. That's one. Secondly, it's important for you to make sure you have turned down the blue lights, your lap, your, your computers, your phones, etc. You guys, in 2020, 2021, and a little bit of 2022, actually half of 2022, those years I struggled so much with my sleep, so much with my sleep. And I noticed myself gaining that excess weight in my mid belly. And it's not until the half of 2022, I was like, you know what, something's got to change. And so the things I'm sharing with you are the things that I did, making sure I had my phone off, um, making sure I had an evening routine, uh, making sure that I am calming my brain down, also praying, going into that state of meditative place where you're sort of going into prayer, meditation, and really calming yourself down. And when you do this, you're going to notice yourself getting better. And then finally, the last tip that I have for you is if you are too focused on dieting. Now, I do understand dieting sort of has this bad rap and I get it. It's sort of like the word that a lot of people use when they're looking to lose weight, like I'm on a diet. But if you find yourself over dieting, if you find yourself restricting yourself, if you find yourself lowering your calories too much, if you find yourself embracing unsustainable routines, if you find yourself restricting, doing these short-term quick fixes, this is going to affect you long-term. This is a big mistake that I see a lot of women doing. And I get it because it's sort of like you see the results really quickly. But what I want you to do instead is begin to adapt this healthy long-term approach. It's going to be a lifestyle that you can sustain, a lifestyle that you see yourself living with every day, a lifestyle you can see yourself living with 10, 20, 30 years from now. If it comes from that aspect of this is a long-term investment in my health, if you're beginning to think that way, It's about these long-term changes that I'm going to make. It's not about the short-term changes that I see, but rather something I can sustain long-term. If you come at it from that mindset, you're going to notice yourself taking action in a way that is easy, in a way that is doable, in a way that feels easy, it feels right for you. And as you're becoming, doing all these things, you're going to notice your energy is good. You're going to notice you're able to manage those hunger cues. You're going to notice that you're managing those cravings. And as you do these things, 
weight loss actually becomes a bonus. Because what I want you to think is the goal is we want to live a healthy lifestyle, isn't it? You want to live that healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I know that's what you want. And so the way you want to begin to think about it is it's not about these short, quick fixes. It's not about losing weight the fastest. It's not about me getting to the end line the fastest. It's really about how do I incorporate steps that are practical for me? How do I incorporate routines that I can easily be able to do? How do I adapt a healthy food lifestyle and a lifestyle of movement that fits me and fits my personality? If you come at it that way and you begin to drop the obsession with food, the obsession with the skill, the obsession with a certain look, this is going to help you begin to come in flow with yourself, in alignment with yourself, and you're beginning to make the best choices for yourself that are going to be able to serve you long term. So those are my top 10 dieting mistakes that women make. And I hope if you're able to pick up one that works for you, begin to adapt, begin to shift, begin to change, stay patient, be consistent. And over time, you are going to see yourself living that healthy and sustainable lifestyle. I hope this has been helpful. Please let your friends know about this podcast. Uh, share it with a friend. Give me a comment below. If there's something else you'd want me to talk about, do share that below. I would love to hear from you. And as always, remember, you've got one life, you've got one body, and I want you to treasure it.